Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yes, sir. What's up, everybody? It is the CBC Wisdom Hour, number 133 for April 6th, 2021. I'm Steve Witchell in New Orleans. What's up, everybody? Tony B coming to you live from New Jersey. That's us right there. That's uh, us. That's me. Yes. That's me. How are you doing, everybody, in CBC land? Uh, if you're watching here live and you want to comment, make sure you click that link in the description. That lets StreamYard show your name. That's all it's going to do is let it show your name so we know who you are. And definitely, if you're watching right now live, say hi and tell us where you're from and what's going on. So what's hey, going on? What's up? What's going on there in New Jersey, Tony Biner? Beautiful weather, Steve, in New Jersey this week. It was 70 today. Beautiful outside. Here, too. Very beautiful. That's good. Yeah. A little warmer. Beautiful's good. A little warmer, but a little windy, you know. but good stuff. Um, man. There's a lot to talk about. <laughs> Lots to talk about, man. Let's start. Let's get right into it. Let's start talking. Oh, uh, boy. I put it in the description so some people clicking on it are going to be like, yeah, yeah, I know what this is, and I want to hear about this, and I want to chime in on this. Um, so I uh, – Chunk is here. Hey. Hey, Chunk. He said, hey, guys. What's happening? Um, it's nice to have Chunk. I haven't seen him in a bit. Um. So, yeah, uh, two weeks in a row now, I've played three nights in a row, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And that's the first time in a year. Now, is that all of Bourbon Street or is it only select clubs that are open? It is. Well, most of the clubs are open. I would say all of them are open, but not Band. all of, not all of them are having bands. Okay. Um, we kind of got in a little earlier than some of them. There's some clubs... The club I used to play at, Crazy Corner, does not have bands yet. And I am not playing there now. Um, I am playing now at the Famous Door, which is the best, really, best room on the street for bands. Yeah. Uh, it's it's the best location. It's the best room. Um, and, yeah. Good size stage, too, if I remember from when I was down there. It's a good size stage. It's, uh, it's got, uh, you know... A, 
it's up level up a, a few stairs from the dance floor and yep. it's uh you know got it one level and then a, a riser level it's only about like four inches higher that has uh, that's where i set up and that's where the drummer is um but it's you know it's a good amount of room to kind of swing around and and have fun um take a shower you got a shower curtain up you know the shower <laughs> yeah we had the uh they had they played a different band played there on halloween weekend last year and because we were still deep in COVID, they put up these dollar, these cheap dollar store clear shower, shower curtain liners to front in the front of the stage. And I think we showed a picture of it a few weeks ago. Yeah, it was definitely um, an interesting idea. Yeah, I think it accomplished nothing. You, um, I think you guys should like black out the room and just light the stage and put like a sheet up and have just like caricatures behind it you know what i mean oh, like, like silhouettes yeah 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 like like prince did at the super bowl that that year yeah yeah that's kind of cool yeah um well it, it has progressed this past weekend the shower curtains were basically down there's one left there was one left hanging on my side so stage left yes <laughs> right by it's there's a door that comes in right there where people come in and that's the caddy that's the caddy corner door right that's on the corner it's not on the corner because the bar extends out further left. No, but um, when you what 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 door is it when you walk into Famous Door and as soon as you walk up the steps, the stage is on your left and you're looking at that's, the bar. Yeah, that's stage right. Yeah, yeah okay. So you're so walking you're, in oh, by stage on, right. You're on, the, you're on the other side. I'm on the other side, but there's a door over there too, and then there's another door further to the left of that. So it's it's very accessible. It's it's really a cool place to play. I've played there uh, about eight, seven or eight years ago. I had a, a stay there for a while. Yeah. Um, but now that so the shower curtains are basically dying, except for the one on my side. But they put up these plastic, like acrylic, um, very clear sheets in front of where the keyboard player stands and in front of where the guitar player stands. So like a and, plexiglass square on a stand type of thing, but like four yeah. foot by four foot or something, pretty like significant size or it's it's pretty big. I mean, I would say height wise, it's it's probably more like seven feet. Uh, top to bottom and and uh, uh, width wise, three or four feet. Yeah, yeah. That's probably a four uh, by eight sheet of plexi. Yeah, that sounds about right. Um, so it's it's much better as far as we're concerned because now we can see everybody and everybody can see us. And yeah. as far as it protecting us from COVID type of things, it is it doesn't. It's just it doesn't. Well, wouldn't <laughs> it be more to to block like singers and you know because you guys are projecting voice right you're singing out into the crowd so i would think that that barrier would be more to kind of you know cordon off the stage area to prevent your covid particles from flying out of your mouth as you're singing <laughs> into the crowd you know well the the singer though is standing in the middle where the staircase down to the dance floor is so there's no protection nope. there oh perfect so in front of the lead singer there's nothing but yeah i mean and it, it's actually pretty good because it, it provides this sort of separation for the people who have instruments from the stage so they can't put drinks on the stage and you know mess with your pedals or whatever so it actually kind of works out fine so i i hope it actually stays because it's it doesn't it's not hampering us in any way as far as our performance or seeing the crowd or whatever and vice versa cool. so so i yeah i like it better that once i was so tempted to rip that shower curtain down i, I just like 
we're we're kind of relatively new back in this room. I don't. But you couldn't have like as you were playing bass, just like turn real quick and like the neck of your bass just caught the curtain and pulled it down, or I could have your drummer do some theatrics, spin some sticks, and like throw one your way and just kind of take the curtain out. I could, I could. I, I think, think probably technically at the yeah, I think technically at this point, if I just ripped it down, it would be fine because the other ones got ripped down too, and it's just like the last one left hanging. This pathetic, sad shower curtain liner. <laughs> see steve little do you know but they're going to install a shower and they're going to expect like a flash dance type of show hey. next time so you better wear your speedo and be uh, and and somehow ground yourself so you don't get electrocuted i'm all about it paul uh hobson said beer is up from the buckeye uh we got uh facebook user in canada eh what's up eh frank's in texas lone star state he's at with us justin didn't say where he is but he said hello sirs Hold on. Um, and Ron LG jumped the gun on me, so I'm not going to show your comment yet. Uh, but Facebook <laughs> user said, very exciting now that things are opening back up. Can't wait to get back to it. Yeah. Uh, Tamara is in Ohio. It's 78 degrees in Ohio. Yeah, it's good stuff, man. It was like I said, it's, it's warming up. Facebook user says, hey, doesn't know how to show their names. And sub dudes. Facebook user said sub dudes. Uh, let's stream yard show your name. Just click on that link in the description and it will show your name so we know who you are. Sub uh, Facebook just user. Just want to make make sure I acknowledge all these people. Uh, and Facebook user is also in between New Orleans and Baton Rouge. Um it's down your neck of the woods there, Stevie. My neck. Um so <laughs> so last weekend, uh I didn't really get to talk about it much because we had Gene from Cashmere on last yes. week, which was great. It was great talking to him. And if you haven't caught that episode, it's on YouTube, uh, on our channel. There, you can go check it out. It was a good interview with with him. Um, but uh, at at first, the first night, dude, I was after the first Friday night last week. I was like, I don't want to do this anymore. This is <laughs> it's just a lot of work, man. It's a lot of time on stage. It's uh, it's we do six sets and a set is 45 minutes and we roll sets in a row. So we'll do three sets, take a break and then do another three sets. So we're doing six sets. So that's two hours and 15 minutes on stage, 15 minute break, and then another two and a half, two hours and 15 minutes of playing. So think about this. You went from before COVID, right? If my memory serves me correct and my memory is pretty good. You were playing five nights a week at one point. I was five when we first started at Crazy Corner with this band. And then it was four. Then it was four for most of the time, yeah. Right. But you had five nights in the beginning. And I remember you were pumped. You were psyched. You were like, it's great playing, you know, the two days off is just enough. And, you know, making great bread and, and enjoying life playing, right? So now, a year later, right, everyone's out of shape. Not physically, mentally, but you know what I mean? Like chops playing wise, right? You haven't, you know, you're not in the routine of playing five nights a week for, you know, weeks on end. And it, it makes me think like, like you said, it, it's it's like a little bit of a grind, but my son showed me the other day, like a Foo Fighters video from like maybe three years ago when they're on tour. And mm -hmm. it's a, it's, it's a fan actually, who I guess had backstage passes and they're sitting like on a road case, you know, like stage, um, stage right you know so they're on the um you know, to the right of the drummer so we're, from where they're sitting they got a pretty good shot out like 
from, you know, stage right, but out past the crowd, you can see the runway that goes out into the arena. You know how Foo Fighters has that runway they, that, that they sure. runs out on. And right. you get a pretty good glimpse of the stadium, you know? And like, I'm just amazed, dude, that like when Dave comes out, he comes running out from the side, you know, into the frame with the guitar on and they're, and they're, they're starting a song, you know, and he just comes out and he's super high energy. And he's like, you know, everyone's going crazy. And he goes like sprinting out that runway all the way to the end. And he's like basking in everyone there. And he's like jamming out and everything. And they're just like, you know, just jamming, like just making noise and not really doing anything. And then they go right into uh, all my life, you know? Dun, 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 dun. Right. He starts going crazy. And as he's singing it, you know, he's behind the mic and he's just like so high energy. And it just, you know, it amazes me to think like they do that for two or three hours plus a night for hundreds of nights on a tour. And the stamina, right? And the energy and the and the passion, you gotta have to do that. You know, everyone thinks like, oh, I'm gonna be a rock star, man, it'd be great to play that. But like you said, you know, as you and I both know, when you do get into an opportunity where you do get to play that much, like after, you know, 20 shows in a row, it, you start to feel it. It's like, man, this is, you know, it, it's, it's, it's a lot of work, you know, so yeah. you definitely got to be in the right frame of mind. You got to be in the right, uh, you know, physical shape, right. To be able to have the stamina and the endurance, but you got to have the pump because, you know, it made me think like, let's say that Foo Fighters do, you know, let's just say 200 shows in, in a year, right? In that's a tour, lot, right? That would but be that, a lot of shows. Yeah, but that's generally what they do, you know? I mean, it's like, you know, two a night on, a night off, two nights on, a night off, three nights on, a night off, you know? So it's it adds up pretty quick to where yeah. they have several hundred shows. But, you know, whether they're playing for you or they're playing in Alaska or they're playing in Kentucky or they're playing in California, you know, that could be their 50th, 60th show and they're hitting their stride, you know? But- they got to bring it as if like those people paid money to see that show. They don't exactly. want to know that you're tired and you played Minnesota last night and you're beating, right. you know what I mean? Like they, they're expecting like full on. So like to bring that, you know, that, that it's very inspiring to see, you know, to bring it at that level every night. Yeah. And, and I'm not quite at that where I have to like be running around stage and stuff, but it still is, you know what I mean? It, 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 yeah. That it's energy. still, it's still a similar thing. Yeah. Where you need the energy, but, but by Sunday, in the first weekend, my like halfway through, my back was killing me. I'm just because like, I'm not used to, you know, it's been a year really since I stood up and played bass for that long. Yeah. And um, so I got a stool at, when we were on break and and kind of sat sometimes and then kind of leaned on it sometimes. I didn't, you know, just sit there like a lump. You know, I still was actively performing on stage, mm-hmm. um, but I definitely felt it. So, but that made me think that. Like, all right, I got to take a little bit better care of myself diet-wise, sleep-wise, exercise-wise. I got to stretch before I come play. Yeah. So prior to this past weekend, I did exactly that, and it was much better. I, I felt much better. Um, but uh, and, and how, how about personnel? Did you have your usual band cronies no. there? Did you have? No, you had a, a mix. Or was it different people every night, or was it the same guys? You know, it was. It, it was uh uh let me think the the first weekend was the same drummer but he's not a regular drummer it was the same drummer for all three nights uh we had two different guitar players for the weekend and everybody else was the same me and keyboards and vocals and Uh, where's your usual drummer he is gigging elsewhere he yeah because during covid he's gotten work he's gotten plenty of work he's one of the more in-demand drummers around here and and he he has committed to these bands now over the last 
four or five, six months, whatever, and they have gigs booked. So he's got a line of those, uh, and they're generally on the weekend. So, um, you think he's coming back at some point? Uh, it's hard to say. I, it's, I did kind of talk to him about it. Um, and that's Brent, right? Yeah. Um, so it's just kind of take it as it comes kind of thing. I think at this point, cause we're only in the second week, but this past weekend I played with three different drummers, each a uh, different drummer each night <laughs> and not, not, and, and at what, not one of the drummers was the guy who played last weekend. Right. So it's all different guys every single night, different drummer. So let me ask you, so how does that make for like, do you know, does it settle into a pocket at some point? Do you know, like two songs in, I mean, I, mean, I remember the first time you and I played second song in, we were already locked. You know what I mean? It was like, we looked at each other like, wow, this is, you know, this is pretty special. Right. So did you have any of those type of moments where, you know, you, there was some, you know, uh, magic, but like the spontaneous, you know? Yeah. I mean, the, cause the three guys that I played with this weekend are guys that I've played with before many times. Gotcha. So it's not, there's not much of a learning curve as far as uh, us locking in. It's, you know, it's, it's immediate. Um, right. But three different guys, three different feels, three different sure, interpretations yeah. of tempo, right. Three different interpretations of tempo for songs. Right. Like this guy plays this song a little fast. This guy plays it a little slower. Right. This guy plays it busier. This guy plays it more straight. I'm sure you get a lot of variety. Yeah, definitely. Um, but the, the variety with these three guys it wasn't as drastic because they the, all three of them are, are veterans, uh, Bourbon Street and just veterans in general. And sure. they know how to play drums on a gig. Um, so. There was, so there was Let's no, <laughs> yeah. The guys are <laughs> like, Hey, this came from my third lesson. I, I got some beats down. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. But they know, yeah, they know the deal. And, and there's, so there was no overplaying. There was none of that. You know, they all know the songs that we play. They know that the little uh, different twists we put on things. Mm -hmm. um, they're, you know, again, people that I've played with, you know, hundreds of times. Um, so so, you know, th that's an easy part. And then this weekend, again, um, there was a, two different guitar players, actually three. So now I have to get to the meat of this story, Tony. Yes, please do, Steve. Which is, is what the, the headline in, in this I put about is, that have you ever had to fire someone from a band? And, and I could have also put in there, have you ever been fired? Mm -hmm. Because it's kind of the same thing. All right, so here we go. <laughs> Our keyboard player. Um, I mean, I want to keep it real here. That's how I do stuff. Like, I'm going to tell all these people the stuff, same stuff I would tell you if we were talking on the phone. Sure. Um, and and you know what? You know, but with a couple of hundred of our closest friends listening, of course. Exactly. Uh, but I'm going to take a drink. Cheers, anyone that's drinking out there. Yeah, Clean. cheers. How about the beers guy? The guy had beers before, right? Yeah. Anybody that's drinking, tell us what you're drinking and tell us where you are. It's it's gotten quiet now, so everybody's just captivated. And when you hear this whistle, it means time to drink. Right. I like it. It's the wet your wisdom whistle. Whistle. There you wet go. Your, wet, wet your wisdom. <laughs> www. It's triple it's w, w to the third. Three W's right there, Steve. Wet your wisdom whistle. Witchell.
It's four W. <laughs> <That's four. laughs> All right. So I'll drink again. Yeah, we got to do that. Because you did it. All right. But you can tell your story now. All right. So our keyboard player, uh, nice guy, good keyboard player. Uh, a little eccentric. Is your, is your regular regular guy? Regular keyboard our, guy? Regular guy. I'm not going to say his name. I don't want to. I don't want to. You know, like completely obliterate yeah. or disparage this guy. But I am going to tell the truth of what happened. Um, he's a little eccentric. He and especially lately, since we came back um, post COVID, playing. He he. It's 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 very difficult to describe what he does, but he it's almost like a Tourette syndrome kind of thing where he starts to dance around. It, it's like a, it, interpretive dance slash martial arts something that he as does he's, as he's playing or when he's not playing on stage. He'll do it, but especially when he's not playing, especially when we're sitting on break or 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 before the gig. Okay. Just and, and it, it's very peculiar. Um, it, it have you seems, have you tried embracing it? Have you tried doing some interpretive dance moves in your court? no 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 no, I, I, and not that I wouldn't. But what's bizarre about this is that he doesn't talk about it. He doesn't tell anybody. Oh yeah, this is my you know tai chi exercise thing that I'm doing. That you know he just it, <laughs> he's doing some katas on the side of the stage in between. Well, you know when he's not playing, he's practicing. His... <laughs> yeah, it's very peculiar. It's it's you can it's it's indescribable. Um, Ber uh, Bernard said, "Is it nerves? I, I, it's way beyond nerves." It's something that's psychologically like, going it on. Like, it, ish, yeah. Like David it, Burnish, it, it, kind uh, of? Yeah. yeah, yeah. For the audio audience, he just did the uh, David Byrne from... Uh, you may ask yourself, that, that how do I work is, this? The chopping on the hand move. Yes. Or chopping on the arm. Um, Same. So, no, it's it's way more bizarre. Like At one point last weekend, we were on break, and he's doing all this stuff, and he's standing in the middle of the street where there's people walking around and stuff. And they're in the middle you know, of the people, street outside, outside. And people are stopping and, and watching him and people are laughing because it's, it's just so. Does he have a hat out for like some? Cash? No, no, no. And then at one point last week and he just started spinning in place. He was just spinning around in place and, and you can look in his eyes and they're just completely glazed over. And it's like, it, like he's not here. It's something he's either doing drugs or not doing drugs that he's supposed to be doing, or, or he's just something's amiss. Something is amiss. I mean, there's Hannibal Lecter's in the world, and he might be one of them. There just are people. Some people are crazy. <laughs> some people are crazy. So, all right. So let's get to to, to what happened. <laughs> so all that doesn't, you know, I, I, it doesn't really bother me that much. It's just, it's just interesting. Um, but I want to say two weeks or almost two weeks ago, two and a half weeks ago, we played there for the first time uh, since COVID and we just did the one night and uh, he was doing that stuff on stage. Once we were set up, you know, he had his gear, he had a little uh, a monitor behind him, which is in right directly in front of me that's facing up, you know, sort of uh, diagonally up towards him. Um, but he wasn't doing it while he was setting up. And and, and we and we're we're this is before we even started playing. We're up there just getting sound check and, and and whatnot and just riffing through stuff. And he started doing that 
like jump where he's jumping in the air, you know, and he's and he's kicking. I mean, in this very small space, like and David Lee Roth style, ish. I mean, it's it's just bizarre. It's hard to really describe. He just it's it's very very sporadic or not sporadic. It's not the word. It's uh, we need spastic. some iPhone. It's spastic is the word. It's it's we need just some it iPhone video footage. Uh, yeah, it's too late for that. But well, so I I, I so I leaned into him and I said, "Dude, be careful." You know, and I pointed to the the lip of, of from his level to my level. It's it's <laughs> it's like it's not it's like four inches, maybe five hey, inches. Oh, dude, you might take a header over here. Yeah, I mean, it's possible. I've actually fallen on that stage because of that lip. I, that actually happened to me, where I jumped up and I and I I hit the lip and I fell back on my ass, which was hardly uh, or was very embarrassing. But so I was thinking, you know, while he's jumping him down, I'm like, dude, yeah. I mean, it's easy for him to hit that catch that lip and fall. Sure. So I just said, you know, and so this was two and a half weeks ago. So, so Friday night, we we're playing this past Friday night. And during the set, um, like in between songs, he, he, like he, he does not interact with anybody on stage. He definitely doesn't interact with me. So he's um, in his private little hang. Yeah. Um, so in between songs during the set, he turned around and looked me in the eye and jumped at me, like jumped towards me with his arms out, like he was going to hit me. Um, and I didn't, I didn't really react to it at all. Cause it was just so sudden and it was so bizarre. And I just, and, and he, then he said something like, you should be more careful <laughs> as if he's responding to that thing from two and a half weeks ago that like he's still holding some sort of grudge about me like as if i was trying to stifle his performance or something i was just trying to maybe you should try jousting him with your bass neck in his throat and see if that has an effect on him <sighs> yeah uh, Bernard said it sounds like it's on something, <laughs> and that's that. That was kind of the the consensus with people that he's been that way. But then that you know that's okay. You know now you're now you're getting aggressive on stage. You you know you're stepping over the line. Um, even and then when we were done after we played the last song, he turned around and he said, "Hey man, I'm sorry for for doing that." I was like, "All right, it's okay." And I, oh, well, I okay, so he at least he acknowledged it and apologized. He acknowledged that he did it, and I yeah, and I let it go. Now, how's his performance-wise when he's not his doing performance His performance is not good. And that's another issue is he has not been playing songs correctly. Um, uh, you know, he'll just sit there and play, like, one note, play the root note on a song. And, like, and and I, I, I have a good vantage point of his playing now because I'm right behind him. So I'm seeing him, and I'm seeing him playing wrong chords in, in songs. So and just not. A regular guy, right? Who's This like, has been our regular. He's, I mean, I mean even before COVID, right? Yeah, pre-COVID. But pre-COVID, we only this band was only together for like four months. Understood. But was he doing these type of antics back then and was he only playing the one finger, you know, synth part? Yeah. I mean, he was doing antics, but okay, not so not to this severity. And he wasn't he wasn't come, stepping up to his game for playing songs really ever. Um, so this but, isn't something brand new. It's just escalated into a little kookier than normal. It's escalated into a lot kookier. Um, so, and then vocal wise, he's just not singing his parts or, or, um, or, or singing wrong parts. And so, but so there has already been talk in the band about like, you know, we got to, we, we need another solution here. This cause famous door 
is the premier room on Bourbon Street. That's the room. If you're yeah. in a band, that is the number one room that you want to play. A game, A players, you need to be on top. Exactly. And and I feel like if, if you're going to have that job and you're going to make that pay there and, and play to that audience, then you need to have earned it. You need to have earned that position. That is not that is not a gift position. That's fair. It's fair. Has it have you any of you guys had a conversation with him? Well, there's more to the story. Oh, okay. Let so wait. This, so All right, so the, let's as you're as you're drinking. So is the, these antics so you played three nights, right? So is this is, is what you're describing just the first night? Is this like the tip of the iceberg of the story? That was Friday night. Okay. So first so, night, yeah. Okay. Friday gotcha. night. So so, but I, you know, I'm easy going and I'm not going to let stuff, stuff like that bother me. Uh, so, you know, somebody else's stuff. Sure. You know, that's not going to bother me. So I, I let it go. Um, so the next night, Saturday night, uh, our personnel was it's a different drummer. Um, and, uh, uh, a, a guy that I played with a ton and has played, he has played in that room for the last five years, like full time. He's, he was like the guy on the weekend. So, you know, he knows the deal. Um, so it was great to play with him. I, I do love playing with different drummers. I love playing with drummers that I love, you know, and I would play with that drummer that I love all the time, but I also love the variety of playing with other drummers. It's sure. Fun. Because I, I, because I end up playing a little differently, you know, based on the yeah, way that drummer is playing. Sure. Absolutely. Like we talked about tempo, pocket, yeah. feel, you know, you have to adjust. Right. So, so Saturday, you know, the gig went off really without incident um, for the, for the whole gig. And, and, and it was good, you know, it was Saturday night on Bourbon street. It was good. Good night. Good fun night. And good crowds uh, good, Friday night. Saturday good crowds, night. both. Yeah. All three nights, really good crowds. Um, not starting off. We're starting at six o'clock. Um, so, Usually in the beginning of the night, it's not a lot of people there, but it builds up as, as the night goes on. Um, so, yeah, gig went off without a hitch. Everything was fine. Had a good time, good crowd. Uh, and then we're loading out. And I, I, you might have a picture of the stage, but if, you, if you're looking at it from the audience point of view, uh, right in the middle of the stage is a staircase that goes up to the stage. It's four steps. Yeah, that goes up to the the right and dead center of the stage, and then uh, that's that's your access to get on and off the stage. So, uh, and and towards the end of the night, I I think I was done really packing up and stuff, and I was walking down those stairs to the floor, and I was, you know, I'm done, chilling, walking down the stairs casually. He's behind me, and he gives me a little shove as I'm walking, and then. A second later gives me a harder shove on the back with his hand and you know and i continued walking and, and not a hard enough shove for me to fall but hard enough to try to make a point um so you know i got to the bottom and i turned around and i was like don't effing push me and he goes you were walking too slow <laughs> okay Clearly some kind of other issue going on there. Yeah. So I I went to our band leader and I said, I'm not playing with this guy anymore. I'm done with this guy. He's not doing a good job and he's an asshole. <laughs> There's something really, really psychologically wrong with this guy. So I, I don't, I don't want to do it. And she said, me neither. So 
uh, she told him not to come in the next night. And then he ended up quitting, which is dumb. It's just like a, like you're trying to uh, uh, dominate move. So do uh, you have to pull a Getty Lee now and do double duty and play keyboards and sing and play bass? No, but that's not a bad idea to try anyway. I can't yeah. play keyboards. So uh, so Sunday night, so what we did, we did, we couldn't get a, a sub keyboard player. So we got another guitar player. So, hang so, on. so he played Friday night, Saturday night. Saturday yeah, night. the incident Saturday. That was it. Words were discussed, whatever. He was he was dismissed, but tried to say, Well, I'm quitting anyway, so I'm out of here. And Basically, then Sunday, yeah. he's no show. You couldn't get a replacement. And now you have a second guitar player. Second guitar player. So we That's went cool dynamic. Two guitarists, um and a different drummer. <laughs> Excuse God, me. Bless you. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Salute. Um, so, but the drummer on Sunday was Brent. So he's, you know, our regular drummer. So it was nice to have Brent there. And, uh, we had a sub guitar player and then a second sub guitar player. Uh, so, had you uh, played but, with either one of the subs guitar yeah, players? Yeah. The, the one, one guy who was basically subbing on guitar has also played in that room for the last like five years. And, uh, you know, he comes in and he does a great job. He's a great guy. Um, it sings everything. And the other guitar player that we got to sub for the keyboard player is uh, a guy that I've worked with uh, hundreds and hundreds of times at the Swamp. Um, and maybe he was playing. Was Glenn playing when you were here, or was it Austin? Yeah, Probably. yeah, Glenn. Sure, it was yeah. Glenn. Uh, so uh-huh. it wasn't Glenn. It, it was Austin. That was Austin's the other guitar player. Austin was the one. Okay, no, I played with Glenn. Yeah, um, and uh, Austin's phenomenal musician. So it was it was a blast. Those two having two guitars on stage, they're both very animated. They're both very upbeat and they're flashy players, both of them. Uh-huh. Um, but they knew when to lay back. Each one of them knew when to lay back and let the other guy go. But then they were having these like solo things going on. They were like rubbing their guitar necks together. Uh, you know, uh, the one guy has a bow that he does a little solo with and 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 Austin has a beer bottle and that's cool. It's not like I had a good time. It was a ton of fun. And we did, uh, somebody requested hotel California, but they wanted us to play it fast. And there was a band <laughs> disco version of hotel California. Yeah. That's exactly what they said. They said, we want the disco version of hotel California. So there was this band that I used to see that played before us it was years ago. It's like eight years ago. I played a club called voodoo vibe and this band, their last song, I, I would always see their last song because we'd be there getting ready for us to go right. on. Um, and their last song was always Hotel California double time. Um, <laughs> cool. And I think they started it originally because there was some night where somebody requested it and they only had like three minutes left to play. And they were like, all right, let's just do a double time. And then it came out of that. Um, and it was always a trip. It was always fun watching them play it. it was, and And the song still translates. Right, yeah, um, and, and you could still perform it. And, and a so, great tune, just like a mashup, you know. Yeah, so we did that, and, and at first everybody on stage was like, "No, well, how are we going to do that? We can't do that." And then we finally figured it out. Somebody started it, and, and we we figured it out. We played it double time, and it was so much fun. Um, and then <laughs> soon after that, somebody requested "Sweet Home Alabama," and somebody, I guess, I, it wasn't my idea. 
but somebody, I guess, on stage or in the audience shouted double time. Play, play double time. So, <laughs> so we did, and I was singing it, and it was so much fun to sing it double time. It was, I, I, you know, I'm not saying it much differently, but but it was still just fun. And but then when it got to the solo, Brent, he's such a good drummer. He pulled it back exactly on the one to the normal tempo of the song. Uh-huh. So we're going sweet home Alabama. Right. <laughs> yeah. And then so so we're nearing the end of the solo, and I turn around to him and I'm like, bring it back up. So at, at the end of the solo, he brought it back to double time. We do the next the, the last verse and then out. And I I could not stop. I'm singing the song, but I couldn't stop laughing. I couldn't stop laughing the whole time. It was so funny to me. Uh, it was so funny how like just how it sounds, but how good he like branches transition at, at was. Yeah. Tempo wise. Just, I mean, it was just boom. That's, that's a very good skill for drummers. Cause that, that's something that drummers, some drummers have difficulty with is just like uh, play at 120 and now play at 60. Yep. <laughs> you know? Yeah. The best way to develop that is to play with a click, you know, by yourself when you're practicing. Yeah. You know, and do exactly that. Play at 120, then cut it in half, then put a 6-8 feel against it. You know what I mean? Then put a quarter note triple, you know, like superimpose the time <clears throat> within the time. Right. Because you, like you said, you want to be in command of the tempo, regardless if it's fast, slow, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And, and Brent's a, a real good at that. And, and the other guys, too, the other guys that played this weekend and, and pretty much everybody we play with here. But uh, so, so that's... Uh, so now we need a keyboard player. Mm. So anybody out there watching this or listening to this on iTunes or on, uh, you know, wherever you yeah, listen if you're, to if your you're podcast, close to Bourbon Street, uh, look them up. <laughs> if you want to, if you want a steady gig, seriously, if you want a steady gig, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, we make good pay. It's a ton of fun. Um, it's a, you know, it's an amazing city to work in, as a musician, and it's the best room on the street. If you want a gig. Then uh, contact send your me. resume, social security number, and credit card to Steve at coverbandcentral.com. That's right. Uh, uh, but seriously, because this is a this is an opportunity right now, and anybody's out there, there's got to be somebody out there that wants to make a life change. That's like, man, I'm gonna go to New Orleans. I'm gonna play music for a living. Hey, what about yeah. other cats on the street that haven't played? That maybe you know, they're aren't- few and far between, man. That there's only certain guys. Uh, for basically for every instrument that everybody knows on the street um it, it's it's limited and, and and the obviously the most in demand people are going to be playing already they're they're going to they're going to snatch up the first gigs um so that's what's happened so there's and, and some people have fallen off in the last year some people have moved away uh, some people have gotten different jobs like regular jobs where they can't mm-hmm. play anymore so, uh, so there's not a lot of people locally, and, and I put in, I put it out yesterday on the, in the Cover Band Central group saying, "Hey, I basically put an ad to keyboard player wanted." Um, I described what the job is, and uh, I didn't really get much in the way of responses. So, hmm. I don't know. There's got to be somebody out there that can get the job done. It's just you got to know '80s, '90s, uh, '70s, '80s, '90s songs. Um, uh preferably you can sing and 
Uh, so, so you guys don't go much past nineties? Uh, we do. Yeah, I mean, we we play like Bruno bit? Mars, Bruno Mars stuff. We play the Sia song. Uh, 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 I can't think of stuff off my head, but but not too too much. I mean, we're doing popular stuff. It, it's just because it, basically right now it's the common songs that everybody knows. Um, because we're using we're piecemealing this band together all all the time, right? So. But it's it's a wide range of songs. We're doing sixty to seventy songs a night, and not repeating anything. Hey, so let me ask you a question. So, if given the choice, if you knew you were going to play fifty gigs in the next, you know, four months, let's say, right, five months, mm-hmm. you can play ten gigs a month. Well, you're playing what four a week now? Three a week, so twelve a month. So okay, yeah. So let's say you were going to play in the next four months, fifty gigs. Would you rather play those 50 gigs with, you know, five different drummers, three different guitar players, and, you know, maybe a substitute singer, or would you rather play those gigs with the same people every night? You know, I would lost- mo- yeah, I would mostly rather have the same people. Yeah. But I do like when other people step in. Because I can remember playing like with Mr. Personality or I the Storm, where it was the same guys, you know, for several years, and I just can't attest to the fact of how the band becomes like a machine. Like you know what I mean? It just becomes unstoppable. Like you know, everyone's so in tune with what's going on in the rhythm section. You know, you're playing with the same bass player and drummer every night. You know, and you have that connection. And you know, a hundred gigs in, you're playing with the same guys, and it's just you know. It becomes like, uh, you know, uh, just a different experience where you almost take it for granted, right? Because the band sounds so good every night that you're just enjoying it so much. And then when you don't have that anymore, that's when you realize like, wow, that was really special. And, you know, uh, I'm glad I paid attention, you know, during that time to, to some of those gigs because there was some magic there, you know? Yeah, I mean, that I, that definitely happens. And that's really kind of happened with a lot of people that I've played with here because I've played with them so much. It, it, sure. It's almost like it's this, this one uh, entity, this machine of musicians that all are, are kind of knowing each other and knowing how each other does things. It really is. I, I mean, you, you know, you talk about the magic that you feel that, 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 that happens when you're, when you're it, playing in a band, it, it, I experience it all the time, you know, and I definitely don't take it for granted. Um, and it's, it's, it's wonderful. And and it is cool to experience it with different people. That is, it's nice to have a variety of that, but I do know the value of playing with the same person or the same band all the time, but I also know how it can get a little tedious and a little, like you start to nitpick things. If you play, if you're playing, like when I was at the swamp and I'm playing four nights a week or five nights a week with the same people you start to be like, like that one kick drum that you hit there, that annoys me right there, that that kick, or, or just like stupid yeah, little that's, stuff. That's, that's a good thing though, if you think about it, because you're developing and you're enhancing, you know, the, you know, unless the guy tells you, you know, F you, I'm playing the kick drum there, whether you like it or not, that's my favorite yeah. part, too bad. Then you, you know, you wait till the end of the night and you walk behind him down the stairs and give him a shove. <laughs> Maybe a little harder than, you know, you might think about, you know, but you let them know what's going on. Yeah. 
You you show him his boss. <laughs> that's right. Hey, just remember, that's right. Then when you push the drummer down, he's like, okay, buddy, you just wait till the next gig when I start <laughs> start having fun with the tempo, and I'll start, I'll show you who's boss. You want to oh, play man. that song fast? Watch how slow we go. <laughs> and you will all have to follow me. Yes. Uh, so now I completely got derailed, and I don't know what I was talking about. No, about about different players and you know right. having the, the not taking for granted the, the fun. Yeah, so I'll derail you, Steve, but I'll remember where you were so I can bring you back. Bring me back. Yeah. Um, so yeah, um, uh, yeah, that was your question. Would I rather do that? Um, yeah, it's it does value in both. I yeah, because I can even remember times playing with Weisenheimers where like we had a gig. I remember we played a Christmas party one time and we had a sub drummer, but it was at my company Christmas party. So I was going to sit in a couple of songs and we decided to do Limelight unrehearsed. Like we're just going to roll up and do it. Right. So uh, Vin Solano happened to be there, right? I worked with Vinny and he knew it like really good. So when he came up and was singing a bunch of songs, I said to him, hey, I got this great idea. Why don't we do Limelight? And you and Shuli, you know, a regular singer, can trade verses, you know, and you can kind of coach her on the timing because she'd never done it before. And I got to tell you, dude, we did it, and it was like the best version ever. It was like note for note, spot on, super high energy, relaxed, no one stressed. It was just like one of those moments where I just remember as we were playing it being like, man, like it doesn't get any better than this, you know? It was just everything was aligned, you know. Right now, you, you you know it's like it's the zone, you know. Everyone was in the zone. It was just sure. like for that, you know, for those five songs that we got up and did. It was just like pure magic, you know. Yeah, yeah, that's kind of what I felt, especially with, with the sweet home thing, where it's double time, back to right. regular time, back to yep. double time. Yeah, I just I loved it. That, that that was that made my night just doing that thing. Yeah. Um. But I, I really do like, you know, I said from the first weekend, I was after Friday night, I was like, oh, I don't want to do this anymore. I really do. I, I really enjoy it. I, I really feel uh, for, <laughs> I, I really feel fortunate that we are playing in, in that room. Yeah, I can't um, do this anymore, man, but I fucking love it. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I'll do it. I'll do it for a little while um, as long as it remains to be fun. And, uh, uh, you know, changing that personnel is going to make it more fun because that was a that was a downer for for that yeah to make it less risky too you know like yeah unless he comes back with a sparring matches in the front well if he comes back with a machine gun or something then you yeah know, shower curtain i was half expecting <laughs> <laughs> you might have some bulletproof plexiglass that's what you need to go buy steve you need to buy like a little like surround cage of some bulletproof plexiglass to put around yourself in case it's an issue you're you're protected you could be behind the glass like as you run out the other door right yeah let's hope it doesn't come to that no i'm sure it won't Uh, listen hopefully that guy you know finds whatever it is that he needs to to um to find some peace with himself you know he's just sounds like he's not in a good place i don't have a lot of hope for him but i do hope for him but i don't i don't know I, you know, that's it. What can I tell you? Uh, so all we can yeah. do, Steve, wish him well. Yes, wish him well. So it, it'll be interesting to see what goes on next week. I have no idea. And I'm not in charge of it, which I'm really happy about. You might have three guitar players. You might have two bass players. Imagine that. Never know. Probably not. You're going to show up and it'll be a, a guy with an upright bass. When, <laughs> stand up, big upright bass next to you. Like, hey, bud, what's going on? It's okay. <laughs> it's okay. Do, 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 do. 
Actually, we're playing next week. We're doing Famous Door on Friday. We're doing a, a, a gig outside of the quarter on Saturday and then back Famous Door on Sunday. So cool. More variety. I'm gigging on the 15th and then the following weekend on the 24th. So I got two gigs coming up. The 15th is Friday. Yeah, it's a Friday night. And then the following week is Saturday afternoon. Very good. Look forward to that. Take some video and some pictures so we can show it. Yeah, here on, on I definitely will. I definitely will. Yes. Uh, okay. I was trying to find some comments here. Uh, there's got to be some. Here. We're talking about all kinds of stuff, man. What's up, Steve? Just say, they're, just, they're just completely enthralled with what we're talking about. Uh, <laughs> Right, that's it. Of course, they are. of course right. they are, Steve. Well, you know what it is? They're all sitting there and they're saying, "Oh man, may, you know, maybe I got to stop doing interpretive dance in between, you know, breaks and stuff like that." It's frowned upon. Now. I wish I had you video know, that I could you just show. exposed people who are like second guessing now what they're doing. It would be horrible. It would be horrible to show the video, but I wish I had it to just really. I don't know. I, I never did that when he was doing it. I never took any video. Um, all that, right, might, so, that, that would kind of be disrespectful in a way, and then to yes. mo mock it later, you know what I mean? Like the, the, yes. the, the, that gentleman may have some technical issues going on that he needs to work out, you know. So we shouldn't be making light of that. We should be here to support that. In our, exactly, you know. You know Ex except when you get aggressive with me, you get aggressive with the band, then then you got to go. Yeah, that's it. Um, Correct. But we wish you well. No ill will, upward and onward. Uh, okay. I would show your comment, Facebook user, if you put your name up there, but it's a long comment and it just says Facebook user. So I'm not going to put it up. Um, all right. So I got a couple things. I, I, uh, I started working on, cause I want to do this daily show that I've talked about now for several weeks. Yep. Daily video thing with, with the uh, themed day motivation Monday. Tribute Tuesday, whatever, Wednesday, Throwback Thursday, and Funky Friday. So I, I talked to Jeff. You know Jeff, my friend Jeff. Wait, uh, what, about, what about Spectacular Saturday? No, I'm taking the weekends off, man. Oh, okay. Um, you know my buddy Jeff from yep. L.A.? Um, yep. Uh, friends with him for a long time, great musician, great artist, everything. And we do a Skype call every week. And I was, he was just sitting there with a the guitar, and we started coming up with little themes for each of those days. And we came up with all five of them and they're all different. Cool. So I started recording. Um, I'm learning GarageBand, and I've had a Mac now for like a year and a half. And that's uh -huh. the first time I've had a Mac. So I never had GarageBand before. And one of the reasons I wanted a Mac was so I would have GarageBand and I haven't used it in the last year and a half. So this gave me a, an excuse to uh, start using GarageBand. So I, I'm, I'm learning it. It's it's relatively easy um, to figure out. Yeah, GarageBand simple once you get into it. Yeah, but I really had to start with tutorials going to YouTube and like how how do I do this stuff? So I started writing those little jingles today, writing the drum beats for it, and I'm gonna put the bass track down. I was cool. trying to put the bass track down before, just really like an hour or so ago, and I was getting all this feedback, and I have no idea why, and I have to figure out this whole friggin' setup and why it was feeding back on me. Um, but I will. And it's fun. Yeah. Cause they're, they're just quick little, yeah. you know, 10 second 
little jingles for each day. And do garage bands easy. You can just bust stuff out. I mean, like, you know, I've done stuff on my phone in a parking lot. You know what I mean? Like interacting with a buddy of mine, like sending stuff. And, right. You know, Cole's used it for years. And now when I got my new Mac, you know, I got the Logic Pro X, which is like what they took GarageBand from. You know, they dug, they watered it down to make GarageBand. So it's very similar. It's got the same, you know, sort of features to it, but you have all kinds of plugins, you know, thousands of effects and compressors and EQs and, you know, guitar amps and, you know, it comes with all kinds of, you know, packs of, of just stuff. Like it's, it's endless, you know? So, I mean, just dipping in the, you know, my, my toe in the water of, of engineering, it's been exciting to, you know, to mic up the kit and have 16 channels going through the focus, right. And then get it into the, the program and then manipulate it, you know, same thing. Tutorials go on, figure out how to use stuff. And, you know, thankfully I'm not mixing a whole band. I'm just mixing drums. So it's not as challenging as it would be to get all the instruments in there because sonically, you know what I mean? The drums all kind of fit in their own frequency. You're not trying to mix right. a whole band in, you know, but it's, right. it's very robust and it's, you know, I've, I've only scratched the surface of it and it's, it's super cool. So I got a lot yeah. of exciting things planned to do with that coming next couple of months. Cool. Yeah, me too. It's, it's fun. It's a toy. It's like, Oh wow. I yeah. didn't realize that like technology, I knew technology had come this far. Like I've heard about it, but I didn't, I've never played with it as much now as as or, or as i am now so yeah it's a trip well, what's amazing to me is we could be in a studio like you have in your background there you know growing up like you know we've all recorded right so we recorded several albums with eye of the storm and other bands where we're in you know a pro studio like D D recording or north 40 or tracks east you know like a place that's like a real studio with real engineers and always so amazed that like man the drums just sound so great you know and right. now you can have that in your house like I have right. that right now, you know, for, you know, less than a thousand dollars, you can buy all the equipment to, 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 to make it. And it's just amazing that you can have that technology that, you know, 20 years ago, you'd be in, you know, a million dollar studio and now you can have it in your home studio. And it's, it's incredible. You know, yeah. And, and the quality of the sound is just, you know, it really is incredible. Like I was yeah. really blown away by how, at how good it sounded. You know? Yeah. Yeah. It's fun. I was nervous about trying. I'm like, I'm like, how am I going to figure all this stuff out? And then I, once I started doing it today and just broke past that, like, you know, stop worrying about it. Then Come it was on, like, man, ahead, you're putting together video trailers and all kinds of stuff for CBC. Yeah. Garage band, dude, five minutes, you're a master it. Yeah. It, it's, and that's a good point because it really is about the end game about what is it I want to accomplish really ultimately mm -hmm. from this. And then, the, the the greater passion I have for wanting to accomplish that thing, the easier it's going to be to to go through these growing pains of learning stuff and implementing Well, you know, it's great stuff. too. It's like we're musicians, right? We're not audio engineers. We're not videographers, right? But right. if we want to shoot quality videos and post them to YouTube and edit them and have good quality sound, right? Because we talked about this. We'd much rather listen to a video with great sound than listen to a video that's like 8K and has crappy sound. You know, you'll listen right. to it for a minute and be like, this is horrible. But you could watch a grainy video with great sound and be, you know, engaged in it. So not to digress, but by doing that, you know, it makes us as musicians have to understand how stuff works, right? Like how the video works, how video editing works, you know, how the actual audio engineering works, what EQ does, you know, and 
you know, I can't stress enough to musicians, like it's important to, to, to master your craft and play your instrument, but you, it's also equally as important to understand technology so you don't get left behind, you know? Yeah, yeah. Because especially in today's day with COVID and everything that's evolved with live streaming and, you know, the video and, and audio, it's like you have to be in the game. Otherwise, you're going to be left you know, by the wayside. And don't be, you know, intimidated by it because like you said, there's so much content out there and so many videos and tutorials like you could find anything about anything and someone's got something up about it and yeah some are better than others but you can definitely navigate through and, and you know you can if you have the passion to do it you can you know you can learn it and you can teach yourself but give yourself time right don't put a time limit on it and say like oh i gotta have this done in a month or i gotta have this done in a week you know you need a little bit of acclimation time yeah that, that's good advice too and because that's something that i was thinking because uh uh, Jeff is going to, I'm doing the, the drum tracks and the bass track and putting a keyboard track on there and going to send it to Jeff. He's going to put guitar and vocal on it. And I feel like, I feel like I have a deadline with Jeff. Like I need to get it done this week because he's got other stuff coming, coming up that he, he's not going to have time to do it. So like, so, which is good in this case, it, it, it kicks me in the butt and makes me get but, it done. But, but how cool is that? You can track it. Right. Lay down all your stuff, save the file, send it to him. He opens it up. Then he puts his stuff down in real time, sends yeah. it back to you and you have a completed project, you know, a complete yeah. song. Yeah. And it's relatively simple. Like I said, they're 10 seconds long, these, these little yeah. jingles. So uh, it's a fun way to learn th uh, this program because I've never used it before. So, uh, but I can anticipate now, now that I'm getting the hang of it, that I'm going to use it a lot more. It's fun. It's uh, fun. Oh yeah. Dude, Cole used GarageBand for probably a year and recorded like 20 songs on it, both using the internal, you know, instruments and also recording, you know, cause we had everything mic'd up into GarageBand, but it's before we had Logic Pro. Now that we have Logic Pro X, I mean, now he comes down, he just, he plugs in and you know, he's, it's, you know, it's like full blown studio. Right. So it, it's definitely a step up, but GarageBand was a great, primer for the logic x you know because the logic pro x is very intuitive but it's a little bit more robust but if you've used GarageBand, it's a lot easier to navigate and that's one of the reasons why i got it as opposed to like pro tools or cubase or ableton you know what i mean like they, they seem like they're a little bit more have a steeper learning curve and right. they're not you know for what i'm doing i don't need a million features you know and so i i feel for me that that Logic Pro X was the right choice as far as my interface and my door. And, and so far it's been working great. I'm very happy with it. That's cool. I'll, I'll check that out too after I, you know, don't need a, or, or need something besides GarageBand. Listen, GarageBand will take you far. I mean, it's, it's very, right. you know, it's a very robust app. You can do a lot with it. Yeah. And there's not that much I, I need to do. Uh, Dan said, how, how do I record my bass? Um, I, I, plugged it in and again i'm just learning this and this is what i was doing like an hour or so ago or an hour prior to us starting this i have the drum track set i, I wrote the drum track and i plugged in my bass and tried to start playing along with it and i was getting this crazy feedback and i have no idea why so that's where i left off so my plan is to just plug in my bass play direct uh to the drum track that i wrote um yeah, so that's it. Just plug in direct. Um, yeah, you have some button clicked that's making it doubled. You know what I mean? Like, you, you, if you go into it and look at it, there'll be like a little, looks like a Wi-Fi sign. So yeah. if you click that, it'll say, allows you to listen to your instrument 
while you're recording. Right. So it kind of, kind of like unmutes it, you know? Yeah. And that's, but that's what I did. And it was like screaming feedback. It was crazy. So mm-hmm. I have to figure out what, what that reason is, but I will. And I'll have an update for you next week. Well, you know, um, I, Jerry, you know, GarageBand, right? Jerry, my tech assistant, he knows GarageBand. He'll, he'll contact you after the show and he'll give you a little help with it if you need it. All right. That's cool. Thank you, Jerry. Thanks, Jerry. Um, so next week, my friend, we are going to have uh, we're going to do a crossover episode with Cover Band Confidential, which is Dan Ray and Adam Johnson. Dan Ray was uh, somebody that was a part of the Wisdom Hour early on in our first. Yes, our in, I remember Dan infancy. Ray. Um, and uh, yeah, and by the way, yesterday was four years ago that was our first episode. <sighs> Yesterday, April 5th, was our, our four-year anniversary. So Four our anniversary years. is always on the day that Kurt Cobain and Lane Staley died. Correct. So we'll always remember and that. And think about this, too. Be. Probably in the last two years, we've done most of the episodes because it was a little sporadic in the beginning. Yeah. Yeah. We were skipping weeks a lot um, yeah. in, in the beginning. But uh, we're on it now. And we thank you for watching. Uh, please share this. Please subscribe if you're watching on YouTube. Sub- subscribe to the channel and uh, tell your friends. Uh, you can go sign up too for a free profile, coverbandcentral.com. Uh, there's a lot going on on the website and it's just Support. getting bigger and bigger. Support the cause, baby. Support the cause. Uh, yes. Uh, so, yeah, next week, Coverband Confidential uh, crossover episode, CBC with CBC. Cool. And, uh, and uh, that'll be a lot of fun. It's always great to have guests. Uh, CBC, not yes. CBD. Have a great week, guys. Be good to each other. Peace. Keep playing music. Keep the faith. We'll see you. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.